Hello and welcome to episode number 29 of The Draft Analyst, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? This is Chris Tripodi, live at Lab People Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, on the site of the Reese's Senior Bowl, and I'm here with Tony Pauline, as always. Tony, how's it like here in chilly Mobile? It's okay, a little bit cooler than usual. Now, if people hear a lot of background noise, it is between, we are, we are between the first practices the South just finished the practice, which we'll review. The North is about to start in about 20 minutes. Um, so we're just going to go with this, and we're going to do it live. And we saw a lot of good things this afternoon, a lot of good play on the offensive line, defensive line, some good uh, linebacker play, and some interesting things from the quarterback. So let's take it. Let's let's kick this off. Absolutely. And we'll start, as Tony alluded to, at the quarterback position, where we have four guys here at practice. We have Tyree Jackson from Buffalo. Will Greer from West Virginia, Jarrett Stidham from Auburn, and Gardner Minshew from Washington State. Now, the things that stood out initially here at practice, Tyree Jackson, very inconsistent with his accuracy, late getting the ball out. Gardner Minshew, on the other hand, quickly got the ball out, did a nice job feeding his receivers, as did Will Greer, showed some good timing in drills against air, had some issues rolling out to the left and throwing balls there. The most impressive guy, at least to me, I thought, was Jarrett Stidham. Showed the ability to make all the NFL throws. Really had a nice zip to the sideline on his balls. Tony, what'd you see from the position? Yeah, as you said, Tyree Jackson was constantly late and the receivers were waiting for the ball to arrive. He did have some nice passes when he was reacting rather than thinking. Has kind of a funky motion. Seems to push the ball at times, especially on those shorter throws, which is an issue. I was very impressed with Jared Stidham. I talked about him a lot in the lead up to the senior ball. I was really looking forward to him uh, this week, and he really impressed me the first day. He was right on the mark with a lot of his throws. Even the passes that he was off the mark, the receivers could have caught the ball. Showed some terrific arm strength. Showed great velocity and speed on the lateral throws. The, the receivers were not waiting for the ball to arrive on the outs. I thought Will Greer also showed some good things. He, he had his, a couple of hiccups, but really his, his pass placement, especially his timing, throwing a lot of new receivers, was uh, impressive early in the uh, practice, especially in the one-on-one. So I think Will Greer helped himself, but I, I would agree. I think Jared Stidham was the big winner of the quarterback position in the South's first practice. And it's nice to see that out of Stidham because, as we've said multiple times on this show, outside of the confines of the Auburn offense where he never looked fully comfortable, comfortable, this was a big week for him to show NFL scouts that he could run a pro-level offense. So far, he's done that. One last note I wanted to make on Tyree Jackson is when he was just reacting, whether it was rolling out to the left or making a quick throw, he looked a lot better than when he had time in the pocket to think. That's when the ball tended to get away from him, whether it was overthrown, whether it was high, whatever it was. When he's just reacting out there, he's a lot better of a football player. We're going to move on to the running backs here. The three guys that we have in attendance are Bruce Anderson from North Dakota State, Ryquell Armstead from Temple, and Wes Hills from Slippery Rock. Now, Tony, I know you were excited to see Wes Hills. What I saw was a bit of limited burst. He's a bigger guy, 6'2", 218. He's not a guy that's going to be quick through the hole. The guy that was quick through the hole was Ryquell Armstead. I also saw him run a couple routes very quickly, very good feet, moving in and out of his cuts. He did have a very, very bad drop on a wide-open swing pass that he really should have caught. Bruce Anderson, on the other hand, more like Wes Hills, a little bit slow in and out of the hole, in and out of his cuts, slow on route breaks when he was catching passes, and he was a bit indecisive 
in the hole as well when he had those opportunities. Tony, what would you make of the running backs? Yeah, well, with Wes Hills, he is a bigger guy. And now this is a major step up in competition, although he was the MVP of the NFLPA game. Uh, the thing is, he plays a little bit upright. I don't know if that was just today or we're going to have to see over the course of the uh, next couple days. Doesn't seem to run behind his pads the way you want a uh, running back to. Not a real natural receiver. Didn't do a bad job catching the ball. Just does not look fluid in any portion of his game. As you said, I was very impressed with Armstead with his burst through the hole. Doesn't have the long speed, but if there's a small amount of space, he's quickly through it. Nothing really that great from the uh, running backs. But this is the first day. We'll see what happens in the next few days of practice. And also, this is a tough setting for running backs to really make an impact because of the limited hitting. We'll probably say the same thing for the linebacker position, as we said during the Shrine podcast as well. Now, move along to wide receivers. I'm not going to list every wide receiver that's here in attendance, but I will go over the guys who impressed me. The real impressive guy for me was Debo Samuel from South Carolina. Really not a surprise. He's the most talented receiver here, probably the guy that's going to get drafted first out of this entire contingent, but he quickly flashes open on slant routes. He gets his foot into the ground, makes nice breaks, sharp routes, shows good hands. He had a drop or two out there, but overall, when he extends for the ball, the ball sticks in his hands, even if he's not able to fully close his fingers and wrap them around it. He's got good size. He's got good hands. So he was very impressive today and also was open consistently, and every quarterback seemed comfortable throwing him the football. Another guy that was impressive for me was Hunter Renfro. He's a guy who was very much able to sell his routes, whether he was selling a deep route and coming back for a curl. He does it until the last second. He comes out of his route, and the ball is right on him. So he's a guy that he's always going to be a quarterback's best friend. We've talked about that on the show here before, and he showed nothing to dis- to uh, kind of dissuade you from having that feeling. Anthony Johnson out of Buffalo, kind of like his quarterback, was a bit inconsistent. He had some nice physical battles with Isaiah Johnson, the cornerback out of Houston. Both guys have good size. Both guys were going at it. I like what I saw. Johnson at one point was very physical at the stem of his route, threw Isaiah Johnson to the ground. Another guy I wanted to quickly mention here was Marshall's Tyree Brady. Showed some nice extension on slant routes. Uh, Really did a nice job getting open and showed himself to be a player. Hopefully we see more throughout the week of practice on him. Tony, any thoughts on these guys and if you want to kind of go into the tight ends as well? Uh, Debo Samuel showed great concentration. There was one play he made on a deflected pass. I got a real rise from the scouts because it was such a terrific catch. I need to also mention that the Pittsburgh Steelers, who we were sitting right next to, seemed very enamored with Debo Samuel. That's very important. With Antonio Brown, you don't know what's going to happen with him. Hunter Renfro made a lot of nice receptions, as Hunter Renfro usually does. Not a fast guy, but finds ways to get open. I thought Anthony Johnson, he did have his moments today, but overall, he seemed to kind of struggle. He dropped the pass that was delivered to him in the breadbasket by Jared Stidham. It was one of those passes that Stidham is going to go down as an incomplete from Stidham, but it was more of a drop uh, by Anthony Johnson. Overall, I got to say, I was not really impressed with the group of receivers we saw from the South. In fact, I made mention that I thought the Shrine Game receivers that we saw last week were better than the receivers uh, we, we view today uh, on the South. As far as the uh, as far as the tight ends uh, go, the uh, West Virginia tight end Wesco, he was really good. He's not really that tall, but he's stout at the point. He catches the ball very well. Obviously, he had his own quarterback, uh, Will Greer, throwing the ball to him. Looked like a very serviceable player. I don't know that he's draftable. He was a guy who came into the season not even graded by scouts, but I think he's a priority free agent that you could use as a third tight end, maybe as an H-back for teams that still use an H-back. 
Dax Raymond had a few uh, nice receptions, although Dax Raymond really doesn't show a lot of quickness off the line. His speed is something that's uh, going to be questioned. He's going to have to run very well at the uh, combine because he didn't show much speed here today during the first practice. I thought Josh Oliver of San Jose State caught the ball relatively well. Another guy like uh, Dax Raymond, very good pass catcher. Don't know what kind of athlete he is. Did not show the ability to quickly release from the line. Really didn't have a burst in his game. More of a one-speed tight end, but he's got excellent length and, and he put those arms up in the crowd and was able to come away with the reception. Yeah, I'd agree with all that, and I would like to add as well that Foster Moreau impressed me as well. He's a flo fluid mover, does a nice job transitioning from making the catch to turning and running after the catch, does a nice job making receptions over his head. He impressed me. Out of the tight ends, I would say him and Wesco were my two favorites based on what they did today. I agree wholeheartedly with what you said on Raymond and Oliver. Both of them do look like solid pass catchers, but no real twitchiness, no real burst, no real quickness. None of that flashed on the field today. It's not something we're really going to want to see from those guys. Now, Tony, I know we don't always get the opportunity, or at least I don't always get the opportunity to watch the trenches, but what did you see from the offensive lineman here? I thought Titus Howard was terrific today, really showed, showed up and, and stood out, was primarily lined up at right tackle, showed excellent fundamentals. Uh, three out of four plays, he destroyed Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat get, did get him on the last one-on-one, -on -one, which got a rise from scouts. He handled O'Shea Azimis. He, he took care of Granderson, the kid from Wyoming. I mean, Titus Howard was terrific, had a real good first practice. Uh, Andre Dillard struggled in the one-on-ones, but then he came through in scrimmage, was lined up at left tackle, was handling his opponent, showed some ability out on the second level when he was asked to block in motion. Javon Patterson looked very good at guard. Uh, strong, stout at the point, stay square, one out in the one-on-ones, and, and really looked the part. They moved him into center, and he struggled a bit at center. Ross Piercebacher had an uneven day. Ben Powers had an uneven day. Oli Udas struggled at first, but then came back late in the one-on-ones as well as the scrimmage. He's a guy who's a good athlete. He's able to readjust and align, realign himself and basically get his hands on defenders when it looks like he's beat. I thought Elton Jenkins of Mississippi State was terrific. He was powerful at the point of attack. We saw him back-to-back -back plays where he annihilated Dontavious Russell uh, of Auburn. Uh, the, second, uh, the second snap just basically threw him to the ground. It was a great practice for uh, Elton Jenkins. Dennis Daly looked good in one-on-ones, looked good to start a practice, then he really struggled in uh, full scrimmage, uh, looked out of balance, looked off of his feet, just did not look all that good. Uh, in the scrimmage, he was, he was solid in one-on-ones. I was very impressed with B.J. Autry, the huge offensive lineman from Jackson State. Lined up at offensive guard, bends his knees, almost touches his rear end to the ground, blocks with tremendous level. He's got some power. He's got some pop. He's explosive. He is a small area blocker. Doesn't cover a lot of area. You're not going to use him as his own blocker. But again, you know, for a guy from Jacksonville State, who a lot of people question why he's here, showed well in the first practice. Now before we switch over to the defensive side of the ball, please be sure to support the Draft Analyst by subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating and a review. Feel free to also add questions in your review for us to answer on the show, especially when we're here in Mobile. If you have a specific player that you want to take a look at or that you want us to focus on in one of these podcasts, please tweet at us. If you don't leave it in a review, you can tweet at Chris Tripodi, at Tony Pauline, at Believe Podcast, or at Draft Analyst One to get in touch with the show. Now we'll switch sides of the line of scrimmage here. We'll look at the defensive lineman, Tony. I know there's one guy you want to talk about. We saw him at the Shrine game. We're going to talk about him. And also, who else did, did you get impressed by here? 
that was Dalen Mack of Texas A&M again just continuing his dominance from the Shrine game just showed some superior lower body strength on one down he pushed uh, Pier, uh, Ross Pierce Bacher of Alabama back into the pocket some uh, some six yards then the next snap he beat him with a, a nice arm over move really just looked fantastic uh, Dalen Mack I thought the Marcus Christmas of Florida State also had a very strong practice very explosive off the snap showed a lot of moves plays with great pad level he's got to learn to use his hands a little bit better but he showed outstanding power and a good degree of athleticism as far as the uh, the defensive ends a little bit up and down today uh, Montez Sweat like I said earlier beat uh, uh, beat the Alabama State tackle Titus Howard on one down but for the most part Titus Howard handled them you can see Montez Sweat Sweat you can see the athleticism you can see the quickness you can see the movement skills but again he lacks the power same thing with O'Shane Zimenez uh, a guy who people told me before the uh, before practice is likely going to have to stand up uh, at outside linebacker under three four got handled a lot but you can see there's something there the underlying athleticism and the ability to uh, basically be a situational pass rusher at the next level Jalen Ferguson of Louisiana Tech had his moments he's a guy who's got to get a little bit stronger only 259 pounds at weigh-ins this morning but he's got incredible and really impressive athleticism beat opponents off the snap showed some terrific cam moves he's got a nice inside move as well you can tell he's a real good pass rusher who just has to get stronger Carl Granderson of Wyong for the most part was handled although again another guy you can see the athleticism one game one play in scrimmage had a good change of direction and pursued down the line to make a play against the run coming off of a poor senior season Granderson was graded as a potential third fourth round pick entering the year disappointed in 2018 now grades as a, a late uh, uh, late rounder, but he, you can see he's a developmental guy that's got a great upside. Yeah, and from the limited viewings that I was able to get from the offensive and defensive line, I have to say I'm with you on Titus Howard. I'm with you on Andre Dillard. Both of those guys were impressive. Even if there were moments they got beat, they recovered well and did well there. Also, Dalen Mack. It was very difficult not to notice what he did on the field. And Jalen Ferguson, again, showing that he's going to be able to make an impact at some point at the next level. We'll move on to the second level here, and we'll hit the linebackers. Tony, what did you see from them? Two linebackers who really impressed me. First, Terrell Hanks of New Mexico State. Decent size, outstanding movement skills. Guy who was very quick and fluid moving laterally. Made a big play against the run in scrimmage where he, where he filled the gaps and exploded through the hole to make a big hit, make the tackle. Looks the part, guy who was highly rated and really showed well. Bobby Okariki of Stanford also had a good game. He's incredibly quick. He's undersized, but he's fast, he's explosive. He gets to the play immediately to make the tackle or make the hit. Uh, more of a, a traditional weak side type of linebacker or or you can put him on the inside of a 3-4, and he's what a lot of teams like in, uh, these days, a guy who basically can run to the ball and gets there very quickly. rest of the linebackers, none of them really impressed. David Long, I should say. I, uh, let's take that back. David Long had his moments. He's another guy who is incredibly quick and fast, gets to the action immediately. He's obviously small. He needs a free shot at the action because he's easily disrupted by blocks or held up at the point. rest of the linebackers from the south, no one really stood out. Now we'll finish up here and take a look at the defensive backfield where we have about a dozen corners and safeties here. So again, we won't list them name by name, 
But initially, the two guys that really impressed me, and this was from the outside of the drills, were Rocky Austin and Lonnie Johnson. Both of these guys have good size. They're tall, lengthy corners, but they change direction well. They're fluid movers. Lonnie Johnson was very, very quick on his cuts in drills, consistently drill in and drill out. Rocky Austin, on the other hand, he's very skinny. We both noted his skinny, skinny legs, but he's a fluid mover. He's smooth. His length is very noticeable. He does a very nice job adjusting to passes thrown off his body during the drills. Both of those guys also played well in scrimmage. Rocky Asin played a little bit better than Lonnie Johnson, who allowed a couple guys to get open, but a lot of that was in soft zone coverage. So it's hard to totally knock him for it, but I'd say if I had to choose any of the corners from the team here, it would be Rocky Asin. One guy who struggled a bit was Isaiah Johnson. He's 6'4", and he plays like it. What I mean by that is he doesn't get low in his back pedal. He's a bit stiff. He drops passes off of his bodies in drills. He is a physical player. Him and Anthony Johnson, as I mentioned earlier, had some nice battles going at it. He's able to get physical with some of the other bigger receivers in the practice as well. But I want to see a little more consistency from Isaiah Johnson, and I want to see better movement skills. If you want to look at the safeties, the big guy that I saw that played well was Mike Edwards. Uh, He's a physical player, just like his teammate Darius West. But unlike Darius West, Mike Edwards showed good skills and coverage. He was physical with receivers at the top of their stem, whereas West was a little bit slow in his backpedal. He got beat. He'd grab when he got beat. So he struggled a bit at the safety position. Mike Edwards was strong. And two secondary players who did not practice today, Jonathan Abram, who rumors are that he's not here and he's not going to play in the game, and also Jimmy Moreland, who was a late call-up, wasn't at weigh-ins this morning, wasn't at practice today. Hopefully we get to see him tomorrow because he really excelled at the Shrine game, and it'll be nice to see what he can do in this kind of setting against better competition. Let me just correct you on one point. Jonathan Abram actually is here. I saw him in the hotel, but it was reported yesterday he's injured. He's not going to play. I absolutely agree with you with Isaiah Johnson in Houston. Very stiff. I think what's going to happen with Isaiah, uh, Isaiah Johnson in Houston is he's eventually going to be pushed inside to safety because he is a physical defensive back. He's very good facing the action, so you don't have to worry about him you know, putting him in, in reverse or, or having him uh, make plays with his back to the ball. I was impressed early on with Jaquan Johnson of Miami. Showed cornerback-like skills with his foot, with his footwork in reverse, his back pedal, his hip movement. Uh, during scrimmage, they kind of used him more as a linebacker. They would pull him all the way up in the box, so you really didn't get to see uh, his uh, his ball skills at all. And of course, I, I would absolutely agree with you about Yasen. As far as I'm concerned, he was the star of the defensive secondary uh, for the South practice today. Now, before we wrap up the show here, we're going to go into a couple of quick winners from day one here. For me, on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Jared Stidham at quarterback, and I'm going to go with Debo Samuel at receiver. Both of these guys showed all the skills necessary to be top 45 picks. If Jared Stidham continues to play like this during the week, there could be very little question that he ends up as a first-round pick considering how highly teams draft quarterbacks, even if they may not be one of the 30 or 32 best players in the draft. Samuel, again, head and shoulders above the rest of the receivers in terms of his route running, in terms of his hands. He's got the size. He runs well after the catch. He's the class of the position here, and there's really no doubt about it in my mind. Offensively, I got to go with Titus Howard. I mean, he was all that everyone expected him to be plus some. Lined up at right tackle, showed incredible athleticism. Again, good fundamentals. He bends his knees. He sets with a wide base. I sound redundant when I say that, but you know what? That's what scouts want to see here. They just don't want to see a strong guy. They want to see a guy who's going to be able to block with next-level technique, and that's what Titus Howard did. Stop Montez Sweat. Stop the Shane Zeminis. Stop Carl Granderson. Basically stop all of the higher-rated next-level guys, especially the pass rushers, at right tackle. So I think Titus Howard comes away a big winner after the first practice. 
Now our defensive winners, I'm going to go with Rocky Asin as we talked about already. I won't go back into everything, but he just had a very solid practice and is well on his way to being a high pick in the draft. The other winner for me in the secondary would have been Mike Edwards. Uh, again, he showed good physicality. He showed good athleticism, the ability to change direction. He's a guy who can really be a complete safety and make a big impact at the next level. Defensively, I want to say DeMarcus Christmas, but I got to go with Dalen Mack because he beat up on the competition last week at the Shrine game and the first day of, of senior bowl practices. Again, he beat up on the competition, and that competition with guys like Ross Piercebacher of Alabama, Javon Patterson, just a continuation of what's been a great postseason. I mean, Dalen Mack is a guy who came into the season with late-round grades. He's got kind of a funky build. He's not going to be a defensive lineman for everybody, but he's definitely a mid-around choice. Somebody who, if you're looking for a nose tackle, I think you can line him up there or, or, or as a, uh, a, a two-gap uh, lineman. I think Dalen Mack, again, after three days of great Shrine game practice, excuse me, playing at the Shrine game in St. Pete last week, continued that momentum here at the Senior Bowl. And that's it for the 29th episode of The Draft Analysts, presented by the Believe Sports Podcast Network. Do you believe? Be sure to head over to draftanalyst.com where we'll have risers from each day of practice in addition to notes of things that we're hearing around the Players Hotel and from people with their ears to the ground. For Tony Pauline, this is Chris Tripodi, and we'll talk to you again soon.